It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. It's the Go Birds Pod number seven right here on radio.com. Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're listening to us, the five star reviews, as always, do go a very long way. Um, boy, oh boy, can't wait to talk to James about Nick Foles. James, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine. I, I'm Go Birds, first go and birds. foremost. Um, yeah, I'm not worried. How about that? Bring of course it. he's not worried. Bring it. Of course it. he's not worried. Bring it. Nick Foles literally turns into a pumpkin in front of our eyes. And you're not worried. I have a take about it. Yeah, and so do I. I'm honestly not that that worried about it. But this is the thing about preseason. And uh, I want to start with this first. It matters. Things matter, okay? The game doesn't matter. The score doesn't matter. When you perform poorly, like the offense did, and it wasn't just Nick Foles, because good Lord, Vitae, he is my number one target for this whole uh, podcast, probably. And uh, you can't play left tackle, and hug. And that's all he was doing. And I know it was Miles Garrett. Of course. Of course. He should know that it's Miles Garrett coming across there. No extension in his arms. No no good base. No first steps. Were, were great last night. And he was even doing the, the Jason Peters uh, double where he was, you know, he's taking his big first step a little early in the snap and only got called for it once. Vitae to me. Much more what, what just happened than, than Nick Foles to me because he's going to have to play, I would assume, a pretty good amount of time this year. Yeah, Vitae was a, a abject disaster. And I think after the performance against New England, you definitely worry about Vitae. But on the whole, um, I would like to to take your point, the it matters point, and say it doesn't it matter. Matters. It does it not all matter. Okay. In evaluating You're, these okay, guys, I know. It, matters. it matters for Big V a little bit uh, because that guy just was a, a. You have to be able to block a person in front of you. But Doug Peterson is the single most vanilla preseason head coach 
I have ever seen. That is 100% Ever. Yeah. And Nick Foles is a product of Doug Peterson. We've talked about it all year last year. That was why they won the Super Bowl, because Doug Peterson turned Nick Foles into the best possible Nick Foles he can be. Obviously a streaky guy, but able to find the things that Nick does well and put them in there and make it work. We saw none of that in the preseason. We're seeing no RPO type stuff. We're seeing no interesting movement along the offense. There's no real play calls. And Nick Foles is not someone who's going to create something from nothing. He's not Carson Wentz. We all know that. Carson Wentz is a much. Dewey? Was there a lot? Of, is that okay? I'm just making. Uh, sure. Who doesn't know? I mean, all right. If you like, <laughs> that's just, if, that's just a shitty take. That's what it proved to me. Well, people, oh, I, I thought we all knew this. Anyone just who to, thinks Nick Foles yeah. is better than Carson Wentz, that's a shitty ass take. I'm yeah. sorry, but Car- I mean, I, Carson Wentz is is someone we've always said he can make things out of nothing. He makes everyone around him better. All that stuff, but Nick Foles is someone. That's not that guy. But we have seen in the biggest of games, no no doubt that Nick Foles can be great. And I think that when he is having plays called, when the offense is built around his strengths and all that type of stuff, then I'm going to worry if he looks as shitty as he did last night. But also, let's not forget, nobody else was fucking playing. Nobody was playing in this game. There's no Nelson Aguilar. There's no Corey Clement. There's no Alshon Jeffrey. There's no Jason Peters. There's so many guys who are going to be such No Rodgers, no, no Clement, exactly. no Hollins, no there's Aiken. All yeah. the guys who are going to be a major part Wendell of this Smallwood. offense. First, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. So I get it. Look, Nick Foles looked like dog shit last night. I mean, that was just an awful, atrocious, embarrassing performance in any type of football game from flag football to preseason to regular season. But I would just say that I don't think that that is emblematic of what we're going to see in the regular season. No, and after and again, I also don't think Foles is going to play much in the regular season. I I, I think he's going to play zero games. If if Nick Foles is going to play zero games, unless he's like going out there in meeting, like I said, I don't think he's going to play exactly one meaningful snap of football. Um, And I get all listen. James, it was another notch in the old belt is all I'm saying. It was another notch in the old belt. If you are saying that that's all Nick Foles is in the vanilla form and he needs the coach, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I would never go against, again, after the biggest blunder of all time of a lot of us going, the season is over once Carson Wentz went down. I've We've all seen that before. If in when he needs to show up, Apparently, he can do that. There's no apparent about it. Yeah. He did it in the two biggest games in Eagles history. He has done that, I should say. So, I'm and, not... And, 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 but, and not, didn't is, just show up, was was amazing yes. in those games. Was as good as you could play as a quarterback in those types of games. Correct. But uh, the, the fact that, again, and this is for three preseason games now, that they didn't trade him, and you have $20 million on the cap, and he's just going to be there. It's just going like... God, you know, I, I I'm fine with still, it. I know you are. And, I, and uh, I think that's ridiculous. The man <laughs> won us a Super Bowl, John. Yes, but and it, here's the thing. We learned the value of it. We learned the I know it is. But the point is, what was more important last year? If you could have traded Nick Foles before the season for a second round pick or you could keep Nick Foles and the, how it played out, having Nick Foles was far more important. There was no level of draft pick that if you had tried to trade the Eagles before last season that it turns out would have been worth Nick Foles being traded for. And I, obviously, I'm not saying like, you know, one begets the other, but... We have a quarterback coming back from torn ligaments in his leg. We all, you know, think he looks great. I'm actually starting to turn towards the side where 
I've been 51-49 Foles is going to start week one. I'm actually starting to think Carson Wentz is going to start week one. Yes. I think all the signs Finally are... Seeing, yeah. He's in the boat. He's all the, the boat, signs are, are great, and that's what we want. We want Wentz back, period, end of story. But having said that, it's still a quarterback coming back from a serious injury for the first time, all that type of stuff. I think having Nick Foles here provides value. Having a guy who has won the Super Bowl, who has won the NFC Championship game, who has shown that this coach can make him look great is valuable. All true. It is true. And that is valuable. It's $20 million in a second. And and by this point, I think we had no secret that the Bills tried to get in there, too. Well, for what it's worth, the money part, the trade part is one thing. The money part doesn't matter. They restructured the contract that they were already in their roster construction situation as they were. It's not like they they created a situation where they can't do something else because they gave Nick right. Foles that money. So the money doesn't matter. It's more the, the value you could have gotten for him in a trade if you want to. You know, go that direction. And look, is it the biggest deal in the world? No, and that's the other thing. Uh, we are finally back, James. I don't know if you know this or not. We are back. We have answered the question, when are we going to start caring about things that happen on the field? <laughs> it was this one. It was preseason game number three. We're back, baby. It's not even like, you know, I, uh, I was getting into an argument with someone that said, maybe you should consider cutting Jake Elliott after he missed a 33-yard field goal. And yes, 33 yards... It's the length of an extra point. That's what he does. So man. he goes, maybe this is, I mean, if it's going to start costing us games, I mean, the guy, 61 yard against the Giants, 53 yards against Atlanta to win the game, basically, to force them to go uh, throw a touchdown, uh, a 46 yarder during the Super Bowl. Jake Elliott doesn't need to do anything. He just needs to continue to kick, uh, kick uh, long, long, glorious field goals and everything will be fine. But uh, just to get back to the, to the Nick Foles thing and we'll wrap it up. Um, I, I I still, I mean, it's just not that good. That's the point of it. And to me, that shows you how good of a coach Doug Peterson is. Yeah, that's that what was, I just uh, said. I, I know, I but know. I think I'm that just he re-emphasizing can make him good. He uh, can, can make him good. But he was. He could, made him great. Could you have great. made Teddy Bridgewater great? I don't know. I don't think so. Could you knows? have made another veteran presence? Who has come in here we don't before know. Look, and learned the system and been great? Or was Nate the quarterback Sunfeld coach who whatever. drafted Nick Foles? Like, clearly he has a read on Nick Foles that other people don't right. have. Sure, sure. And I know that coaches love to to go off of, you know, what they know, and especially a Super Bowl MVP. Like, in the, in the it's a silly discussion because it's preseason game number three and we're reacting to it. But, man, I mean, the the safety, the following. He looked awful. I don't think there's any argument that he looked atrocious last the night. The decision-making, that's where you just go, all right, and if this is supposed to – because there, here's the difference again. We're still in uh, Super Bowl mode. This has never happened before. So how critical or overly critical can we be about any of this? And I think we all get into that. But, I mean – if if you are looking at this and you're wiping that out and you have turned the page, which apparently we're supposed to do June nineteenth, is uh, when uh, Doug said it, and uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if anybody's really turned the page on it, but those are terrible decisions. That's just bad quarterback play. And if that guy is going to be we've in seen in week that before one, from Nick Foles, we're acting like we've never seen him play like that before. But it shouldn't. Yes, of it's course. It's the preseason. I know. What was the well, last? Then, me- what are we real quick, to- real quick. What was the last meaningful game Nick Foles played with it with starters? The Super Bowl. Yeah, you're goddamn right. It's a Super Bowl. Okay, so <laughs> I, I like. What else but, are we talking about but here? Why can't we? criticize the performance of what happened. I just said it it was dog shit. He looked like dog shit out there. I'm I'm not criticizing that. The point is, we saw it. There's no arguing that he played well or played good or played okay. He played terrible. There's no arguing against that. What I'm saying is, 
I'm fine with it. I, I don't care. It's a preseason game. That doesn't mean that I'm going to say Nick Foles sucks because he stunk in a preseason game with no one else on the field and vanilla play calls. Like, I'm just not no, going to say but that. But I am going to say he probably turned back into a pumpkin. And and then he could turn back into that Super Bowl MVP yeah, exactly. again. That's Nick Foles. We need the birds to come in and all the, the mice and just, you know, make him a, a wonderful new dress. And I'm sure everything will be okay. But if Doug Peterson goes up to Aaron Andrews and said... We sucked and he sucked. I think we can all criticize the quarterback. Although he did refute it at a press conference. Yeah, and did you also, hear about that too? No, that I didn't. He came back. He came said, back. He goes, I didn't single out Nick Foles. I was talking about the entire offense. I thought he was talking about the whole offense, the way it sounded in the, like if you actually read the written transcript of it, it could it could have been either. Like I, it didn't seem like he was calling out Foles. It was just the question was about the offense, then about the Foles, and it was kind of a follow-up on the offense, but... Regardless, the point is, yes, everybody's criticizing the quarterback. The question is, the question is, does that matter for the future or is that who Nick Foles is or whatever? And I'm saying that I think it matters for week one. And then outside of that, it doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. because this is this is always been. Here's the starters. Here's what we look like. And yeah, I everybody's good. But you, they, John, they sucked in the preseason Sam last Bradford, year too. Green Bay, and you got all yeah. Jacked and the up Eagles about sucked it. in the preseason last year offensively too. It's yeah. not like they were moving the ball all over the place and just throwing dimes on people and stuff. I, the, my argument is not this is going to carry on to the season. This should be a marker for what's going to happen. I'm just saying you're you should be able to criticize bad performances in the only real preseason game that kind of sort of matters. Sure. And they did that because right now we're going to switch gears and say the defense played fucking phenomenal, but I, I but if I were to say uh well it doesn't matter, then what would it, how would that make me sound? That's I, what I'm saying. Like uh, uh, Jordan Hicks uh, and outside of Jalen Mills getting blessed two times by Landry uh, the secondary was amazing. Secondary is phenomenal. Darby was locked in. Sidney Jones looked like a, a a pro bowler already in in some of the coverages. Maddox looked way more competent than he has in this entire process throughout the summer. I personally thought the defense is ready to play. Defense is ready to rock and roll, and so is Fletcher Cox. My God, is he going to have a lot of sacks this year? Yeah, Fletcher looked awesome, and. Yeah, I think the defense looked great. And again, I, you know, I'm not taking that much away from it. Like, I'm sorry. It's a preseason game with vanilla schemes. But they're and vanilla- ready. It's, yes, it's just the defense looked wow, good. Ready. I feel good about the defense. And again, if you want to talk about how many healthy starting guys there were, you have the vast majority of the defense out there playing last night. That's my biggest thing with the offense. It's as much the vanilla play calling as it is no one was playing. None of the guys who are going to be out there to open the season or who are going to matter on this team were playing. So I just... It's hard for me to get too worked up. Honestly, my big takeaway is Browns are pretty athletic on defense. Miles Garrett is man. He's that dude issue. is something else, man. He is like a freak of nature, and I think the big V thing matters more so because of how terribly played last week, and then the, what he said for you not to go out after that and show up. That's a real worry as a person, as a football player, as a man, that type of stuff. But. You know, again, I'm, I just don't take too much away. I think the defense did look great. Jordan Hicks looks healthy. Yeah, he does. He looks good. That blitz. Uh, that zero coverage oh, blitz. Oh, buddy. That I think he called out. Did he? I'm I mean, pretty wait, I sure that it's just, you know, hey, let's go or give him. I don't, I'm uh, really curious what, I don't know if Jim Schwartz will even say anything about it or anybody ask about it, but I do wonder if that was kind of like, hey, if you see it. Just go. Go. Just go. Because that's I mean, what it looked like. It was awesome. And, it was, and he looks great. And was it Duke Johnson that just went, nope. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm not cool. getting involved. You can take a free shot of Ty, uh, Even, yeah, or, or our, Taylor. It was Tyrod. And after Tyrod had well, practically no, we're, broken we're, we're his wrist. We're wrong right now. We've, we've been Tyrod or whatever. Tyrod. Is Tyrod it, I, he said just call me Tyrod, though. Is that more like in, in anger? Like No, I thought he said on Hard Knocks that uh, it's Tyrod. And Lee Corso just said it at one point, and everybody ran with it. Ah, so Tarod right. Taylor. Sure. Sorry. There we go. I didn't right. mean to well, he almost broke his little, wrist and came back in the game, yeah, and, and couldn't get too. a block for him. You know, they're just like, yeah, sack him. It's cool. But um, I out. That's to me. That those were the the biggest like. Uh, and you know, uh, Nate Gary. How about Nate Gary getting involved with a little Nate, little, little, little chip, chip there? Chip there Avante to, Maddox showing off that speed, taking that he's ball. Fast man. He's fast dude. He's uh, good. Uh, I like Avante Maddox. I will say though, in the uh, with the offense and how it moved along, just because all my notes are uh, quarter by quarter here, um, I keep getting more and more impressed by Dallas Goddard. And it was just a simple way to start the drive, but it's a it was just a, a quick out that he turns upfield for eleven yards to go get a first down. Um, I liked that Gibson and Wallace were the starters last night, despite not having any of the wide receivers go there. Uh, what was it? Uh, Nate Sudfeld late with uh, Rashard Davis on the almost touchdown. Yeah, that wow. was a beautiful what looking a throw. ball and almost a really nice catch. Just the tip of his toes out of the end zone there. Nice play. Uh, and the uh, the first drive on um, for Cleveland when they went back down and you know ripped off the, all those big runs. You're like, oh my god, Carlos Hyde. Uh, start them on all your fantasy teams. Oh, apparently, oh buddy, who owns them in the WIP fantasy this league? Guy, this that guy, guy right there. Archer got so mad when I took. I was I drafting. So John and I were. I was nine ten. So sometimes John was in front of me. Sometimes I was in front of him. And there were a few moments where we were like, "You mother." I was livid. Yeah, he I was, was livid. He was I like, go, "No one's paying attention to Carlos Hyde." But seriously, uh, as he'll probably tell you on this week in fantasy. Draft Carlos Draft Hyde. Carlos Hyde, man. And, you know, Carlos Hyde was really good last year in San Francisco. And it was the first year he played all 16 games. And everyone just seems to think he was the guy from before. And he had a really nice year. And it looks like he's the main guy there. Uh, yeah. You know, Nick Chubb had one nice run. Duke Johnson will be the passing guy. But Carlos Hyde's going to get work there. Yes, he is. And and finally, we can close the book on why would John want Carlos Hyde in Philadelphia last year? And they went with J.J., which is fine. Fine. We all wanted Carlos Hyde. I was very happy about the the discussion about potentially getting Hyde. That's how excited I got about it. But I'm with you. I think Carlos Hyde's a good player. Um, Of note, uh, during this whole entire time, Sidney Jones is locked in as the nickel corner. I think that's been put to rest, which is obvious. I think think Sidney Jones will be the nickel corner, but I don't think it's 100% to put put to rest. I think Maddox is still in that discussion, and I still think they're going to split some. I think... Jones will be the starter at the slot, but I think Maddox is going to get reps at the slot in the first few weeks of the season, and they're going to test those guys out and see who, who plays better. Well, I, I'm, maybe this is a bad theory, but I, I keep going back to that same. How is the secondary going to work out here? I am. I can't get off Sidney Jones, Ronald Darby, and Maddox all playing together, and Mills is either traded or playing safety. Well, it's not going to happen now. You're talking like I'm just saying, no, but by by next off season, by next off season, maybe that's definitely not happening now. I mean, Jalen no, Mills, no, you're starting for Okay, now. so just don't confuse. But people uh, no, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. <laughs> eventually, I think that's the long term answer. No, I think that's the best lineup that you can put out there because there's differences. There is, and it's I. I know that some people believe that Jalen Mills is still probably one of the most underrated players on the team on the defense. He competes. I get it's not a knock towards him at all. Sounds he's, like one. He's he's really good. No, it's just <laughs> I'm kidding. Unfortunately kidding. for the Eagles, uh, or fortunately for the Eagles, there's just a lot of talent now, and Sidney Jones is part of that. 
I, I and I'm overhyped about Sidney Jones. I have been since he got drafted. I mean, I was standing up in a chair at the draft and turning around. He's so he's going to be so good. Uh, and putting him at the nickel is not a waste of time, but it's a waste of time. Like you, God. I mean, I just picture him and Darby together. Is and we all know Darby's got to get the more interceptions and less batted balls and all that, but. The two of those guys together look phenomenal, uh, and I will say that getting back to that first drive where Cleveland is is rolling down, obviously they're trying to work on rub roots or something because Jarvis Landry was trying to call for a flag uh, twice or uh, three times, I guess, during that oh, whole was that, process. I think it was Njoku once and him twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, the communication of the entire defense during that time no one was out of place it was great and Everybody they were pushing guys into the it, like it was just it was really well done and it was spots where it was smart coaching and smart playing where guys saw opportunities to do things that are maybe slightly against the rules but are never ever 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 going to get called just stick your hip into somebody when he's trying to you know uh, cut you like do a little rubber out there just knocking people off their routes that was the thing i saw the most just kind of and especially in those types of timing routes those rub routes those crossing routes that matters and you saw it work out twice in the end zone there on that basically the same play they called there and uh, it was just smart. It was really smart defense. The Eagles not only played well, but they played smart on defense. Yeah, because how can you call, hey, I ran into the guy that was covering the other guy? That's the I mean, point. You can't it's call like, the no, you just exactly. Stand there and be like, fine, you want to. You're running and- your route. Uh, it's not my fault I'm in your way. You go around me, bro. Like I could, if I wanted to, I could just stand right here, and I'm not touching you. I'm not. I'm just standing, bro. You know. I need a meme of that almost immediately. <laughs> just go around me, bro. Just yeah. kind of shrugging and looking back at Jarvis Landry. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> but unfortunately for that goal line stand, um, what they uh, they actually that was when Tyra got hurt. It is Tarod. 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 Tarod Taylor got hurt on that and screamed back into the. Into the locker room, like everybody just assumed. I assumed the worst. I was like, he broke his wrist. Everyone said that. It's funny too because when I rewatched the thing, it didn't. Everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, wrists aren't look supposed at to." This bad. It didn't look that bad to me. Like it looked. I didn't look great, but it definitely didn't look like one of those. Oh man, I can't watch that one again. Ooh, like it was just. It looked like a little bit of a twist. I didn't see what everyone else saw. Obviously, yeah, it turned out to be okay. But. So Smallwood gets the carry. Oh, can we right talk about Small and running backs real quick? Because I have oh, some yeah. thoughts here. Please do. Wendell Smallwood is not good, and I know he was the best of the guys last night, and I think that I actually, I I would have never guessed it, but I think if you had to bet right now, he's your fourth running back, which is crazy. Him and Josh Adams, maybe, you know, in that race, Matt Jones actually got cut in the middle of the game last night, which was nice. Actually got cut last week. Yeah, should have been, for sure. That's just the ghost of Matt Jones. God, that was brutal. fooling everybody. But um, Wendell Smallwood, he is... He is deceiving because if there is a hole for him, he will run through it fast and he will gain you yards. But if there isn't, he's doing nothing. That's it. And it, it's, it's really frustrating. You know what? He creates nothing. But if there's a hole, he'll hit it and he'll run. So he's a very frustrating player. But at the same time, he definitely was the best running back on the field for them last night, which is crazy. Shout out to at Fly 64 because uh, that's you know, wingman. And uh, he's been the proponent of... 100% Smallwood's comeback tour is is is, is on, and <laughs> I know he quick, was hyped last don't night. Don't you need like a first tour to have a comeback tour? Isn't that <laughs> I mean, kind of antithetical, right? Which is why I'm going to say this next, because as James's 
eloquently uh, pointed out, and uh, man, I, I couldn't even... You got it out. I, I guess. Right. I need more coffee, man. Listen, it's early. <laughs> it's early. It's so early right now. I couldn't I... even think of schizophrenia when I saw it in front of my face <laughs> John's this like, morning. John's like, what's this word? What's I'm this like, that's word? schizophrenic. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. That of course. makes sense. Yep, 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 yep. As well as Smallwood played, and that's a very big positive thing to see. Josh Adams brings you more. I, dude, if it were up to me, I'd take Josh Adams. And we're and talking about five snaps, right? Yeah, talking five about five snaps. snaps. You have well, that's what worries me. It's right. Why? Why was it all Wendell? What do you think that is? Do you think it's just that they like him more? What do you think that is? I mean, it was he was clearly their go-to guy in that situation with all the first team reps. I think that's Deuce first and foremost mm-hmm. because they've had that relationship for a very long time, and Wendell hasn't stopped. That's the other part of this. As much as. We're going to say this, that, or the other. Wendell Smallwood has worked his ass off and continues to work his ass off. He's not slacking here. I mean, it's not for a lack of trying that they're doing this. I think that's a big factor in that. But it's – it's sorry, man. It's just there's never going to be that, just like you were saying, even um, I, I, in the second preseason game, or was it the first? One of the two where it was – I mean, he got crushed after Dallas Goddard missed a block, and then they went back to him again – and he got some push with Vitae, I think it was, to to get him into the end zone. That's the only other time I've really seen him be physical. Josh Adams dragged dudes uh, for five, six, seven yards. And that's with the help of the offensive line, too. But uh, And we've already come up with a nickname for him. You're going to hopefully love it. Ooh. So as... You know, Corey Clement has upgraded, went from Honda to Lexus, I think Lexus, we've, we've agreed on. sexy Lexus. The I sexy think, Lexi, I like to call Corey Clement. That's what I call. You know, I I'm think, just watching games in my house, I'm like, sexy Lexi! Oh my God. And people are like, what are you fucking are you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> who's, the, who's that? Okay, sorry. Anyway. Uh, Josh Adams yes. is the S10. He is an <laughs> S10 Chevy because he's not like a big bulking <laughs> ram, right? And he's not a... He's not a Dodge. He's not like a, a big F-350 or anything. He's an S-10. He's a reliable truck that you can just throw everything in the back and go. And that's him. He is, it's just, it's low to the ground, and he's going to take people with him to wherever you need him to go. The S-10. He's the S-10. And I... I can get on board with the S-10. After, oh, it was one of my favorite trucks, too. Pretty good. I, lo- I love that thing for no particular reason whatsoever. I... Just, again, for five, six snaps that you're going to need, it's a different dynamic. He can actually catch the ball pretty well, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. And between Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement and Darren Sproles, that's like a hybrid uh, uh, speed, speed. That's brick. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. You need that different. Wendell Smallwood is just more speed. So it's just, that's it. There's, you need a bruiser. He's a bruiser, but he's not just a bruiser. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I've I've wanted it to be Josh Adams since OTAs, since before OTAs. Obviously, he didn't really play in OTAs, but when they signed him as an undrafted free agent, I just like Josh Adams more. I liked him in Notre Dame. I like him more than anything I've seen from Wendell Smallwood. And obviously, I was never a Matt Jones fan. If you'll recall, when we did our show during the Matt Jones signing, I was like, nope, <laughs> no, no, nope. no, 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 no. So, not a Matt Jones fan either, so... Oh, and just to clarify, I was never a Matt Jones fan. It's just when... You were hyping him up a little bit. It's just because that. when Deuce Staley says... Him up a little bit. When Deuce Staley says, bit. look out, little bit, I'm going to look bit. out. A little bit, a little bit. And I think that's fair. If Deuce yeah. told me to look out, I will look around and make sure there's nothing coming at my head <laughs> I just or assumed, like and I assumed incorrectly. Yeah, you, you know what they say about that, right? Yeah, that's... Uh, 
that I'm wrong. Ass. That's what it is. They say ass. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I think I, if I, if it were up to me, Josh Adams is your fourth running back. Uh, and he'll probably. That's a probably ends up on the practice squad, right? I, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be Wendell Smallwood as your four. If I had to bet money, and Josh Adams on the practice squad, and he's the type of guy who, um, look, I, I think if he has a very quiet fourth preseason game, he'll get through to the practice squad. But if he busts out in that fourth preseason game, he could be the kind yeah, of guy who someone might take a shot on. I, I doubt it, but it's possible. You're going to see, you're going to see guys who are drafted available for other teams. And look, we've seen the Eagles set their 53-man roster and then say, ooh, Nate Sudfeld's available, let's go get that guy, or or whoever. I mean, so, you know, there, there's still the potential that a running back who's not on the roster right now ends up being your fourth running back, or whatever. Things can happen, but I think more likely than not, people will be picking up the players the Eagles let go of than the Eagles picking up players that other teams let go of. For instance, because I was looking at Rotorwire, Shark Hendrick West is available and Ooh. out there, and that has been a big relationship between Doug and him, obviously from Kansas City and wherever else. That was where my mind started to go. I go, I don't think the competition is is he, between what's on the roster. I think they're going to look at, they probably want a veteran presence of some sort that is a little different than the the three backs that they have now. And he's somebody kind of similar, though, in terms of like the pass catching ability and all that type. More of a pass is. catcher than a rusher. But yeah, he certainly is. I love, I've always wanted to have a player named Chark on my team. I don't know why. <laughs> so, yo, Chark. What up, Chark? I, do you, they got to call him Chark, right? Chark. No, no one says Chark Kendrick. No, I don't think so. I well, Chark. I mean, everybody does, actually. I don't know. No, I, we do. Chark. We do. Oh. I'm saying like his buddies and the teammates oh. and stuff. No one's yo, in there. Like, hey, Chark Kendrick, come over here. They're saying, <laughs> yo, Chark. What up, dog? That's why instead of James, I just go, hey, J-. <laughs> <laughs> It's too long. I just can't hey, handle hey, it at this j- point. Hey, He knows. He responds immediately like you did there. Um. Yeah, so I it'll be it'll be an interesting preseason uh, uh, battle, I guess, for the uh, the running back four to see if they were really going up against each other, or if they just suddenly trade for another running back or sign one uh, towards the end there. Uh, Michael Bennett, a little bit couldn't handle Baker Mayfield, a little slippery, slippery in the first uh, first couple of drives there. Baker Mayfield was um, the pocket mobility was pretty good yeah. actually. Like I was I was pretty impressed with. Uh, and Troy Eggman was talking about it, and um, you know, not the best broadcast I've ever heard or anything well, like that. I want that. to get into that in a second. We will, yeah. but uh, I thought Eggman made some good points about Mayfield in the idea that he does always seem to be looking downfield, um, kind of never seems too uncomfortable in the pocket for a kid his age and his experience level, and he's got strong legs, which Eggman talked about. I mean, he was hard to bring down in there. Yeah, it, was. it wasn't something like, you can't arm tackle Baker Mayfield in the pocket, which, similar to a uh, a bigger stronger, better quarterback who plays in Philadelphia. About 6'5". Yeah. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. Have, have a little knee, knee, some guy, knee issue. Some guy like that. Okay. Um, could have been a Brown, just saying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought I was I was pretty impressed with uh, with Mayfield, but um, I, I wasn't too worried about Bennett not getting him. Now, I feel really I, – I think Michael Bennett is the guy who – and when he came here, obviously the trade happened, and then people were talking about the whole Houston thing and all that stuff. But, like, we have not talked enough – about how good a player Michael Bennett is. Yeah. And the kind of, I, I, I feel like he's been the most under talked about on the field influencing type of move that this team made. We've not talked about it enough. He's, we didn't see him last he's year. He's a game That's wrecker. Why. He is a game wrecker. Yeah. From the inside, the outside, he is the type of guy who can, who can win you a game on defense. It's, I can't wait. <laughs> like, no, this is, this is the other part of the season to me that I'm just, that they're just going to, yep. Yep, 
Because here's the thing. John wants blood. I, did I, <laughs> I, I want it so bad uh, because my timeline's still correct here, okay? Remember in 2016 when I said, this feels like the 81 Bears? It's yeah, getting that yeah, talent-wise. Yeah, sure. up. So you had that. 1982 was last year. Or maybe it was even the year before. I don't know. But the timeline seems about right. Like, we're getting to 1984 Bears here. Right around. It's right around there. And, so uh, when it, you're saying 85 Bears will be the, the three-peat be, season? Be, yeah, okay, the three good. good. Maybe it just, comes now. I don't know. We'll I'm just fine. crap all over everybody all year. That'd be great. But uh, Fletcher Cox has said now for a long time that he wants to be the guy and he wants to go grab sacks. And DPOY, baby. He's lost a little weight to accomplish this, to be a little quicker, along with using his power. And I love the fact that he just stopped at one point during, what was that, the middle of the second quarter? <laughs> He's not going to go. What was that play? He was chasing somebody. He goes, eh, forget it. Good. I'm saving my energy. Honestly, I, 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 Fletcher Cox could have played zero plays last night. Exactly. I see all these reports about, like, Todd Gurley won't play in the preseason. Aaron Rodgers will only throw four bats in the preseason. And my reaction to every single one of them is, that's fucking smart. Yes, it is. And, uh, here, I'll finish with Cox, and then I'll, I'll yes, want to get to yes. that point. But if Fletch is on the uptick in sacks, like something we have not seen yet, then you're adding Michael Bennett sometimes next to him. Ooh, and then you buddy. have Brandon Cram and Derek Barnett, I thought, played really well last night, too. That was something that we were kind of looking for going into the previous show. Derek Barnett He's played been well. Okay. He's playing really well, especially in coverage on David Njoku to make the stop on third and 16 or whatever that was. But that is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous front line with rotation with guys like Josh Sweat who showed up again last night. Sweat. Uh, what? Then you have Chris Long and you have everybody else. And it's too many pass rushers, too many elite pass rushers all coming together to play to foosball. That's I. It, it, they're going to destroy so many offensive foosball. lines. Foosball? Yeah, a wiffle ball. It's what it's going to be like <laughs> for a lot of these offensive lines. You're just going, oh, my God, they're going to kill everybody. Uh and just wait until they're actually scheming. They didn't scheme. They blitzed once. The entire they just you go here. You're playing the you know you're you're playing this half. You're playing this quarter. You're playing this quarter. You're playing that quarter. All right, everybody just it yeah. was just as vanilla for J, uh, Jim Schwartz, and that was all just pure one on one winning. There, there's going to be a lot more of that um, with the injuries and everybody sitting and all that. Yes. That's it. That's a. It's the smartest thing that any team should do. You should never have an Aaron Rodgers, a Carson Wentz, a, uh, any of your starters going out playing. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing that for years now because there's no, it's not necessary. Yep. And they're in the playoffs every single year. Here's the other thing that we are not used to: the Eagles did in fact win the Super Bowl. You're damn right. And they did in fact have the shortest amount of time in the NFC to recover from the Super Bowl. Truth. So when you have Aguilar and Hollins and Clement and uh, Rogers and Aiken and Peters and all of the names that we named up front. Good. They have to get ready for the season. Totally. And, if, and if I'm choosing between, who, uh, you know, I really need to see the the first string offense to make me feel better about what's going to come in Atlanta, then we're we're doing it wrong. And this is all a big part of it. Sit everybody. Uh, they yes, just, that's my whole philosophy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I love Todd Gurley. Was like they, someone asked him, "What do you think about sitting out the preseason?" He goes, "It's every player's dream." 
It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But it really is too, and I and that's what hit me the Practices hardest. Practices are harder to, yes. anyway, and that's what hit me the hardest last night, John. Just as a, a general type of thing is seeing all these guys go down, and it and it seemed like we're pretty lucky. It turned out none of them seemed to be too serious, you know. Tyra, Turad, Turad, Turad's gonna be we're so gonna, hard. We're gonna say like a train like St. Louis and Los Angeles. Yeah, Turad. Um, you know, you thought that was worse. All these injuries. The Denzel Ward one. I know he's having an MRI today. It looked um, not great. Not but, great. But no no major serious injuries, it seemed. But all I can think about watching these games that don't matter yes. is, oh my God, like any of these guys who go down, who are lost for weeks, for the season, whatever, like t- trying to make teams, all that type of stuff, it's bullshit. Like it's all crap. Like these guys are already risking their bodies mm-hmm. in, in such an insane way for, for people's enjoyment and they get paid and all that stuff. But at the same time, there's no reason to waste it in a meaningless game. If I lose, as again, we've seen we you know so many times over and over and over again, Julian Edelman not playing in the Super Bowl last year because of the freaking preseason, which... We're okay with, yeah. but but again, it just it just seems so silly to me that there are so many injuries in these meaningless, meaningless games. And even the offensive line got dinged up. Now, uh, I mean, Wiz uh, Wiz got dinged up. Isaac Samuel went in there. Kelsey got dinged up. Now, I need your help. Uh oh. Did did Big V get injured or was he embarrassed? Oh, he was embarrassed. Oh, my God. I thought that was obvious. Did right. anyone actually think he was injured there? I don't think so. I thought that was totally was like, I'm goes, getting my enough. ass beat and I got nothing. He what can I? He was thinking in his head. He's like, Miles Garrett. As Miles Garrett, like the, the 13th time Miles Garrett is literally just pushing him backwards as he's trying to stab him. Yeah. He's in my He's like, what can I do, man? What can I Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh I'm an injury. I got it. I got it. I'm going to go down. Oh, no. My, uh, I don't oh, feel good, guys. My, my back. My <laughs> head. My back. All of it. Something. I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's embarrassment, too, right? Yeah, 100%. The or, o- ju- or just not wanting to line up in front of Miles yeah. Garrett again, whatever it was. The only little silver lining here is does this, would this have any impact at all? I know we just got through saying preseason doesn't matter. Does it matter mentally? When Miles Garrett's kicking the shit out of you for a, a quarter and a half, <laughs> or two quarters, was it two quarters? Did he come out in the third? No, yeah, it was the it, it was the, towards the end of the second. It quarter. was so bad, and it, yeah, it was it just he played worse than he did in the New England game. He if did. That's po- is that possible? Like, yeah. it, <laughs> it is possible because we've seen worse. We've seen worse. With He's like, yeah, 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 it yeah really totally, is. totally possible. Um, does this change anyone's mind and go okay? This is a team that's hungry. That was on Hard Knocks. Our former teammate just said, and to clarify now that Michael Kendricks, because it just, as soon as the video went out, everybody goes, he's just talking about the, the linebacker room. He's like, and no. And then he tweeted, he goes, no, I wasn't. I'm going, okay, motherfucker. Okay. All right, All right. Which, again, I actually really don't care about. You're supposed to fire up your team, and you're supposed to create yeah, a culture in Cleveland. There's and not supposed to be cameras in the meeting room. And he's butthurt, all right? He's, he's just butthurt. butthurt. He's butthurt too. He, he yeah, thought he was going to stay here. He wanted to stay here. He didn't stay here, so he's taking some shots. It's fine. It happens. But do you think this goes, wow, uh, everyone's coming for us. That that's part. They are, there are no mm-hmm. days off for anybody else Yes, because now they're hungrier than we are. Yeah, and again, I, I think that that was as much the Browns just wanting to, in the third preseason game, 
show. I think the Browns are hungry. It looks like this group of guys doesn't. And they're on TV 24 Yeah, and they're on TV, and they don't want to go on 16 and all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, they have one of the worst coaches in the history of football, but not just record-wise, just watching oh, the decisions that guy makes. that? That means he's going to turn it around. Yeah, no, I don't think. Here's the thing. He was unjinxable <laughs> or unreverse jinxable. Yeah. He's just that awful. But I do think that I, I thought that coming in, like this was something, and last night didn't make it any more or less for me. I always thought that the Eagles were going to get everyone's best shot. Like we see it yeah. every year. And that's, you know, not to give any credit to the Patriots ever because fuck the Patriots. But <laughs> I mean, that's what makes what the no, Patriots have done exactly for so long right. so impressive is every year they get everyone's best shot and they win 12 games every freaking year. It's that's the time for the Eagles now. And if it's going to be the new norm, like Doug said, like they all said, we better get used to it because then it's going to be years and years of everyone giving you their best shot. And I'm ready for it, man. Let's go. Give us your best shot as uh, you can't always be an underdog. And even then, no. the Eagles still are not the favorite, still getting underrated. We'll find a way to mix the underdog thing. Of course. In. It'll yeah, work. So there's, always, there's always something. Check out the Underdogs podcast by the oh, yeah. John Barchard killing it with those. Yeah, we have uh, three chapters out now, and uh, the uh, final chapters will roll out in the next two weeks leading up to the regular season. But we just kind of go through. It's a little bit of a, uh, I mean, the first two chapters are a little old takes exposed. Yeah, it's fun. Which is great. It's fun. But then, uh, you know, starting to get a little more of the narration part of it and ramping everybody up. But it's been fun. Yeah, the underdogs podcast you can find it on itunes stitcher google play the same the same stuff where you can just go to 94wip.com slash go birds because that is where uh, all of our stuff will live for the entire season speaking of giving it their best shot um and i know this is kind of more or less uh, a, lo- a long shot but deandre carter deandre carter i meant henry josie lock lock it up first yeah. of all henry josie award it's yours oh he uh, if, here you go yeah yeah the, the paul turner henry yeah. josie annual yeah. award he's paul turner with talent mazel tov very excited for you yeah he's better than paul turner like a, he Certainly. is like a significantly better player than paul turner was but here's my question is he's gonna be the fourth receiver on some team <laughs> Maybe, but I, I was actually thinking. You know what? You could, could probably he slip his way on the roster. You could probably slip in at him at six, and I know that I, look, at this point you would rather probably have like if Wheaton's healthy, he's returned punts before he's played in the NFL. Yeah, DeAndre I, Carter's got a fantastic. You story, know how I felt but, about Marcus Wheaton. Yeah, and I I'm didn't not like, like the signing. I don't like Marcus Wheaton. Yeah. He does zero for me. I'd rather Carter make the roster. At least I, I feel like there's something different with, with Carter. He's really fast. He's really and fast. So it's and, a- he, and he seems to have a knack for finding holes in defenses, yes. which, again, and not even close to making this comparison, whatever, but just as a, a thing that the reason Antonio Brown was taken in the sixth round was because he was too small and this and that and all that stuff. But right. in ter- DeAndre no, Carter's. No, uh, no, Antonio Brown, I'm that's not the headline. That. <laughs> but he does, he does have that sort of ability to find holes and spots in defenses. Stephon Diggs and other guys really good at that, yeah. that type of thing. No, yeah, I look again. I don't, if I had to bet, I would bet on him not making this roster, but probably not. But I hope he does because I think there is at least some upside there. As a backup, that's what I mean. It, it, the only way he really would lock into the roster is punts all the time, and you got two guys with experience in front of him. Yeah. One, one, one of the best he's of not, all time. He's not it. making the roster, but I really, no. I want him to. I, I do too. Just he's because tough too, he takes a hit, he bounces up yep. like he's one of those guys. He's done that in practice a lot too, and you're you're just you're starting to see. Uh, you know, he's 25 years old, and he's promised his brother who unfortunately passed away that like i'm gonna make it in the nfl so there's always like that emotional rooting interest that you're Which gonna is have part of it obviously yeah. but uh he really flashed last night he and i that is the only real thing besides maybe you know seeing josh adams a couple more times go up against smallwood or matt jones fumble a football and we all laugh at it or whatever 
Um, I'm really interested to to see it. I mean, he's really he's quick, he's decisive. He doesn't make any. It's he the, catches the ball every time they throw it. Yeah, to I know, which is weird. I'm still kind of not used to that, even though we've had a year of a good uh, wide receiver core. But he, there's no wasted steps with him either. Like getting open or getting uh, in on punt returns, it's just the decisions made, and now I'm going to go, and he goes. So something to keep an eye on, but um, you know, it's probably probably doubtful. Looking Has- out. Hashtag next Antonio Brown. Hashtag next Antonio Brown for everyone in the entire episode at Go Birds Pod at James Seltzer at John Barchard. Going to leave it with this. That broadcast was terrible last night, and it started from the beginning. John, with, real quick, did yeah. you know that Thursday Night Football is on Fox this oh, yeah, year? Because I I, they didn't tell me, though, yeah. Brian. No idea. Thursday Night Football is on. A <laughs> uh, couple of things. Strahan should never be a one. Never. Never, ever I like Strahan. He was, a, he was a bad one, man. Terrible one. Uh, of course, Terry Bradshaw picks not only a Steelers game as the one he's looking forward to the most, but also mentions that North Turner's offense is really exciting. So that's too... Stupid things right off the bat. They stretch this thing out uh, like it's an actual game. And what, a kickoff at 822? Oh so my God. 22 minutes of pre-roll of uh, of nonsense. Then Nonsense is a good word for did it. Did you hear Joe Buck pretend like he actually, or like that uh, Troy Aikman caught something that no one's ever seen before from the Super Bowl footage. Yeah, well, uh, I had no idea yeah, that Nick Foles I don't know, called I it. don't know if this has been... Is Nick Foles... I had no, it's like breaking news. They should have had a breaking news I don't news know if anybody's it. brought this up, but Troy was watching a film last night when it was actually Nick Foles had called. What? Oh my God! Stop the presses. Oh God, it's so like, bad. How did, how I like Joe Buck too. Me too. It was not great. But how does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great point. That's you know, I, I'm I I think that happens because it's preseason. And look, it's easy for us. We all know that Nick Foles called the Philly special because we've heard the yeah, let's do it eight billion times, yeah. and I, it's not enough. I want to hear it every day of my life. I want it to be my ringtone. I should have made it my ringtone. The, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, but that is um. But having said that, just because we know it here doesn't mean that nationally everybody knows it. I think the big... Yes, they do. They probably that's the, do. That's the difference. Yeah, they probably they do. do. They probably do. My point is more they should know that, but that's just... let. My point nationally is like those guys don't know it. Like Buck and Aikman don't know that everybody knows it, and that's bad research on their part. You could hire... You could, bad research is the answer. Yes. Because they didn't know because they don't care. <laughs> you could literally hear his eyes widen like he's got a huge nugget. I don't know if you know this. Oh! Like it's just... I don't know. It, it really irked me. It was bad. Well, you know what? You know what I, I really blame. I, as someone who you know does it for a living, I blame their producer. Yes. Like seriously, like let those guys know. Like that's your job. They're not coming here and finding out what's going on with the Eagles and all. Like figure it out. You should know that stuff and know that everybody who's watching this broadcast already knows that amazing fact that you're giving out. Uh, speaking of amazing facts. We have a lot of amazing facts coming your way next week. A lot of amazing facts coming your way next week. I'll say it again. A lot of amazing facts coming next week. It's going to be a pretty interesting season. Very excited that uh, the Go Birds podcast is going to be going in a a direction that I didn't think was actually possible. And uh, it's going to. And we're very excited about that. So that's my final thought of of uh, this is let's get to September because I uh, that's that's the biggest takeaway for me. Please God, let us get us up to September. I'm glad that us as Eagles fans have kind of snapped right back into it and said you got to go win another Super Bowl. And we're talking about 
Foles' performance and cutting the kicker and God knows what else that we just overreact to. I love every second of it. I just know that even if you overreact, I still love you because I overreact and James overreacts. Hot takes are welcome here. Oh, yeah. We I think will, I, might have under, to, I might have underreacted in this one, which yeah. in and of itself is a bit of an yeah, overreaction. What's wrong with you? I have a real quick mild thought, yeah. too, when you're done. Oh, no, no, I am. Oh, okay. I but mine's really quick. Yeah. No more nada jokes, people. They're done. Oh, come on. Nope. I had a great one last night. No. Nope. Yeah. No. We have Browns one night. not going to go anywhere. Yeah. We've had a night of them. Everybody made them. It was like the Indians <laughs> Phillies joke. It was like every person in my timeline made a not a joke. It was like at one point I had like five not a jokes in a row. It was like, all right, I just guys. made one. All right. Guys. Everyone. Everyone. How about this? Everyone gets one. Yeah. Everyone it. gets one now, and then you're done. I'm not doing any. Just so everybody knows. I'm just preseason I'm count for it. In, and I get oh, one yeah, no, preseason, no, 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 one regular season. No, 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 no. It's over. It's over. <laughs> No more nada jokes. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what it's nada funny anymore. Here's what I need you guys to, to do then. Oh God, you're if, gonna bombard if, me if with nada jokes. Sorry. No, <laughs> oh man, I wasn't even thinking that, but now maybe. <laughs> Let's all police. In fact, turn your notifications on on James Seltzer's Twitter. If you see one <laughs> nada reference to a joke at all, you you attack. Just just get rough. Me, get me. Because he doesn't. Me. Honestly, I'm. James is about the same age as I am, and he acts like Twitter is. I don't know this new piece of technology that's on the moon that no one I will ever. I just don't tweet as much as you. As that's all. what I'm saying. So if you turn notifications I had on, a good one about vanilla ice cream last night. I thought <laughs> dog and vanilla ice cream. I thought it was good. Show me that you turned your notifications on. I'm going to go to the promotions department, and maybe we'll start a, a police a police watchdog program that we're all. Watching James Seltzer because if he drops a, a hello oh, not a joke, then the beautiful thing and is you catch it first, we'll get your prize. I like that. John will have to get it for you though because I won't see your notification because I'm not looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just say you got to take a screenshot and then <laughs> yeah. first Here, at Go Birds Pod. Yeah, at Go exactly. We could do that or yeah. you know call me 888-729-9494. You can talk to me there. Yeah, <laughs> what's the time? Your, what's the time? Yours line? Be like, hey, oh, two one five six two five sixty five fifty. If there I make a not a joke, rip me on the times yours line too. There it or is. Or the Go Birds. Just, just come at me again. I'll pay attention. I'm mostly joking. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Well, I'm not joking about this. If you see him <laughs> tweet one Haloti not a joke this entire season. Oh no, see, I didn't. I didn't. Hold on, hold on. I can him. make a Haloti joke, just not a not a joke. No, no, no. The just whole not thing. a a not a joke. <laughs> oh my God! I already busted him. First. I'm obviously, First. come on, I'm let me be a little ironic or funny or whatever you want to call it here. Uh, so, and if you're not doing it already, please, please follow us at Go Birds Pod, at James Seltzer, at John Barcher. That's going to do it for Go Birds episode number seven right here on Radio.com in 94 WIP. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds.